So, autonomous things. Autonomous things. So I kind of want to touch on autonomous vehicles first. Okay, I can, I can swing that. Because that's like the big upcoming technology. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, is Google like the forerunner of that, or is... I don't know who's the forerunner, but Google and Waymo and Uber are the big ones that come to mind. Is that because they are such big companies they just get the publicity? Publicity. Well, they're the ones putting the funding towards it. Oh. I think GM also put a lot of money into it. Those are the ones that come to mind, though. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to being able to sit in my car and do work on my way to work and do work on my way home from work, cutting my entire working day down to the amount of time I spend in the car. But th- no, that doesn't make sense. Cutting my, my entire working day will be from when I leave the house to when I get home. Yeah. So that, I'll spend less time at the office. That would be pretty nice. You think that'll work for a lot of jobs? like Or just only desk jobs? Well, pretty much desk jobs. I mean, there's a lot of jobs like retail and stuff that you can't do in a car, obviously. But So the thing is, you instead of like having to drive back to the office to do reports, you just do reports in the vehicle as you go place to place. And when you're done doing sales calls, you're done for the day. Yeah. I guess if you're like a manager at some place, you can, you can work on stuff in your car. That would be pretty cool. Like Casey, even when she was just a, a lifeguard or WSI water safety instructor, she had paperwork and stuff that she could do not at work. So she could have, you know, used that time and, and done it in the car and been paid and not had to worry about driving all over the place and so you think what the, have you. Here's a question for you. You think the interior vehicles will change? You think you'll, like, include a desk? Because you know how hard it would be to work with a computer sitting in your lap? Like, that's uncomfortable for me to, like, have to, like, crane my neck down while looking at something the whole time. I do think they'll change. I don't think it'll be immediate. But, I mean, I feel like there's definitely some sort of movies or something that have uh, the front two seats facing the interior of the car and kind of like a limo, basically, with, like, a table in the middle. I guess there's no reason to look forward if you're not participating. Unless there's some sort of safety reason that you should be looking forward. I mean, aren't kids in... Rear-facing car seats safer? Mm, Well, I know there are rear-facing car seats... I, I'm assuming there's a safety reason behind that. I guess I don't know. There's some minivans that have rear-facing seats, so apparently it's not unsafe. Really? Yeah. Huh. There's, there's like some mini, like one of the minivan commercials was that like kids could play like cards on a road trip because the, the middle two seats could rotate. And oh, you that's have a sweet. Table in the middle of all of them. Yeah. Well, so if it's in existing cars, there's absolutely no reason that it wouldn't be in in yeah. these future cars. At least, at the very least, the ability to turn the seat around. Because I imagine for a long time, people are going to be really uncomfortable not looking at where they're going. Even if they're not driving. If they're, all, if they're the only one in the car, they're going to be very uncomfortable not looking at where they're going. Yeah. I mean, it's uncomfortable to be turned around in a vehicle at any point. Yeah, it was really weird when we were in that wedding. I thought it was really strange because I was in a limo with you. I was in a limo facing backwards with a beer. That That's was. so weird, because obviously <laughs> I've never been in a car before and legally drinking. You've never been in a car drinking before. I'm, yes. I've never been in a car drinking, drinking before. Yeah. But it was totally legal. It's crazy to me. Probably never will be again. <laughs> no. That, lim- that limousine ride was miserable. It, it was not great. But it also wasn't autonomous. You're right. I mean, I mean, for us it was, though. Yeah. I, I, we didn't do anything. I mean... I, hopefully I mean, will having an autonomous car be like having a personal driver? Why not? I guess. Could you talk to it? Would you want to? I don't know. What would, would that you, be easier? 
Why would like, they take me to Zach's house? And then it like struck up a conversation with you. Uh, well, not like, okay, not like that. <laughs> not, I'm thinking more like be able to verbally command it. Why no? That would be so. Because what if you have like a Scottish accent? You would never get your car working. <laughs> I wish I could do a great Scottish accent. Unfortunately, I can't. Oh, I just yeah. imagine if you have. Well, a, you you'll probably be able to have that option of talking to. Yeah. I I uh, read something that people are really mean to like Alexa. Oh yeah, they're incredible. <laughs> I, there's so many videos of people just screaming at Alexa. Yeah, it's that's funny how psychology plays into that. Just, if it's not a real thing, then you're just rude to it. But why would you not? It's not like you're being rude to it. It's not a human. Yeah. You can only be rude to humans. Well. Maybe. Maybe. But um, like a mechanical being, it's, it doesn't have feelings, so it's not rude to do anything to it. Oh, so uh, I think it was like Boston College or Boston University or some, some big tech school. Uh, they made these robots that look kind of like dogs. They have four legs. But the point of them being that they're really stable. So if you, for instance, kick it, then it'll be able to stabilize itself. So you basically can't kick it over. And PETA <laughs> released the thing saying that it was unethical to kick the robots. <laughs> PETA thinks everything's unethical. But it's a robot. Dude, I went on PETA's Instagram. There are so many comments about how much I love bacon on pig videos. It's <laughs> insane. PETA has to have more traffic from haters than Probably. Else. I mean, they, they take the whole ethical treatment of animals thing way too far. Yeah. They think you should, you know eat grass and have Sticks. a row of molars and no front teeth because you don't need them there's no reason to eat meat yeah yeah we are definitely not omnivores we are herbivores for sure these canines are an accident <laughs> it's an evolutionary accident yeah are they so they just condone or they don't condone any kind of animal cons- consumption of any sorts no I I think that they might just be pro vegan now. Even vegetarianism is bad because How the is cow that? is in captivity. So like dairy products. Oh. Yeah. Right. They're probably all super vegans. So they won't even eat anything that's picked off of a tree. It has to fall naturally from the tree. <laughs> so you get okay. some rotten ass oranges. Got some- <laughs> <laughs> got some tree brutality going on here i know can't you don't have it so what's your house made of uh mud uh, and then uh, some sticks i guess when a tree falls down oh then basically the wood is unusable <laughs> this is probably rotted <laughs> <laughs> gotta be quick gotta go through after a hurricane passes through just no i'm just taking your tree sorry guys oh but it could be revived <laughs> you're right could, you could replant it yeah Wow. Yeah, I guess they live in mud huts. Oh, but there's critters in mud. Yeah, and you can't take their homes. Yeah. All right, back to autonomous vehicles and stop <laughs> hating on PETA. <laughs> what yeah. else about them that you like, that you are just, because you're all amped up about them. You know how I feel. I'll go into that more about how I think they're skeptical, how I'm skeptical of them. You're very skeptical. Well, I, I, I don't know, long road trips. I mean, being able to get in the car at whatever time not care at all about traffic and be able to, I don't know, fall asleep or watch four or five movies and, and be in a completely different place and having no stress. Well, if you if you trust the car. Yeah. No stress. <laughs> if I was in the car, I'd still be pretty stressed. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd be so nervous. Not that I don't trust. I think I would trust the, mechan- like the mechanics of the vehicle, so I would believe it works the way they say. I just, as always, I 
constantly think of problems that they'll run into. Mm-hmm. We, I really want to touch on this was taking, like, if in an accident, who's at fault? Like, how could you prove that the computer was at fault? Or but you just blanket, just be like, well, it's your fault no matter what happened. This car came up and T-boned you, or this car hit you in the back. So you're talking about between an autonomous vehicle and a non-autonomous vehicle? Yes, yeah, sorry. Or, I should or two autonomous that. vehicles. Either or, but just right now, just a, a driver and an autonomous vehicle. How does that go down in court? Well, it seems like it would it would always be the driver's fault. But how could you prove that the system didn't have like a glitch or something, or like it didn't recognize the back of your car? Well... It would be really tough. You'd have to take Google to court, and then yeah. get buried in fines. And Probably fines. your insurance company would be responsible for doing that. Yeah, insurance is going to go up. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you don't have an autonomous vehicle, if you do have an autonomous vehicle, it should. Do plummet. you even need insurance? It would just be the value. You would be insuring the value of your car. You wouldn't need um liability. personal liability. Yeah, or you, sh- you shouldn't be at fault for any accident. Right. Unless your vehicle doesn't notice, you know, a temporary barrier and just crushes it. So I guess there would have to be some... Insurance might say the same then. You you would need some sort of fees for litigation on your behalf to if there was a manufacturer defect. In, in a, you would have to pay some sort of premium so that your insurance company would be able to go after Google or Uber or whatever it is. Well... I mean, the thing with Apple that they wouldn't unlock their phone after that whole terrorist thing. Mm-hmm. Would companies be like that? Be like, no, we won't unlock our car or the program to it because it's proprietary information. You don't have any business getting into it. Well, the thing with Apple is actually different than that. Okay. Apple said they wouldn't put in a back door gotcha. to their new software because that exposes it's a risk for hackers or right. crackers. Um, so that. It was portrayed poorly. Okay, so I just misread that? Uh, it, you read it how it was portrayed. Uh, they just... Yes. Gotcha. Yes. You read it how it was portrayed. Apple uh, technically is not able to open your phone if it's locked out. To my knowledge. That makes me more comfortable. Yeah. Where Where were you going with that? Uh, well, I was just talking about trying to prove that it was the ve- the autonomous vehicle's fault. How would you ever get around to proving it? You, I think. I think really the only way is that uh, your insurance company would have to basically do a class action lawsuit. Because I mean, they would have to have evidence that this has happened numerous times, right? Because right. you can't just say you can't. Yeah, you can't take one instance and say, well, clearly it was the car's fault, yeah. it, unless you have like all the data. But even then, it seems, you know, you know, if the car collects enough data. And you're able to accurately rebuild a picture of what happened, then you could theoretically prove that it was it was the non-autonomous vehicle's fault. Right. So I guess I see what you were saying is that Google might not allow you to have that information because by allowing you to have that information, you would be able to take them to court. Right. So there needs to be some sort of legislation <laughs> that protects the driver in the case of an accident. I say driver... I guess it would really be passenger. Yeah. Yeah. The owner. The owner. You'd have to take the owner because what if, you know, you sell your auto- autonomous vehicle to a friend before you had to have insurance to cover people that weren't on your policy to drive your car. Now... You can just give to anybody. Yeah, because you're the owner of the vehicle and you're the only one going to be responsible for any accidents it has. Hmm. 
Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't really think about that. Do you think that you'll be allowed to just send your car wherever? With nobody in it? At first, no. I at just, first, at first, no. But I, I guess as it catches on or as it progresses, yeah. Why well, don't I don't know why you wouldn't be able to. It's not like if it if there's no input allowed. What difference does it make who's in the vehicle? I don't or know what's in the vehicle. I would be worried about what happens if if there's an accident, or I mean, someone could steal your car. Maybe I imagine that'd be pretty hard. Well, it's all reactive, right? the the what we have now for autonomous vehicles it's reactive it's not communicating with really anything else on the road it would be predictive predictive and reactive it would be able to predict what was going to happen to so, a certain extent so as well yeah as how, how hard would it be able to basically just shepherd it somewhere you wanted to steal it because you could you could make it stop i don't know i don't know there there would have to be some sort of anti-theft thing in there that if it, if it's going in a way that it doesn't want to go a monkey with a wrench and it's being. <laughs> <laughs> you saw those commercials with uh, trunk monkey. Trunk, yes, uh, my dad loves those videos. <laughs> <laughs> my dad loves them as well. They're great. Uh, I uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems it seems like it'd be harder than you think to steal an autonomous vehicle that was dri- actively driving. You're right. You'd have to load it somewhere because you couldn't drive it. It wouldn't drive itself to an unknown location. Right. So basically have to get it to stop and then forklift it onto a vehicle at which point uh, there's lots of systems going off yeah and and at which yeah also once you have it cracking it would be just as hard as stealing uh, let's say tesla although <laughs> I, there was an incident a couple of weeks ago where two guys with an ipad were able to hack a tesla and get into it and drive it away they were, the whole thing was caught on camera was it? Were they trying to prove something, or were they just doing it? Oh no, I think it was an actual theft. Wow. That's... Yeah, I think they like mimicked the key fob, and were able to, yeah, send out the right signals to get in the car and drive it away. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't condone theft, but that's cool. I, I would bet that they were caught. <laughs> yeah. Even if they weren't caught on video doing it, I mean, they were, you would be able to see where the Tesla went. Yeah, so I don't have much insight of autonomous vehicles workings. How do you say? How would you be able to fix anything on it yourself? Yeah, like what do you mean, mechanical? Yeah, or anything? Because well, what, software. N- no, you could probably request a reload to completely wipe and reload your software system if you think there's some sort of funny glitch going on but yeah but since it needs to have pretty much all the information of the vehicle going to like a central hub you couldn't do any work on it and not notify the vehicle that it has changed yeah i don't think you could modify anything in the engine uh changing the brakes you might be a bit sketch or the tires but then again it could just be censored that it's correct now it could say air or you know this is wrong needs to be fixed yeah rotors are too thin you put new rotors on it, it's like oh the thickness is what we were looking that would for. be so many sensors yeah. not impossible but well uh if you think about it now i think every prius for example has like 15 different computers in it the mechanism in each door to roll the window up or down instead of being a relay is like a tiny computer chip and their point was, what with that? To show they cheaper, could do it? cheaper, cheaper. Yeah, relays are that expensive. Well, 
it's cheaper to produce a little bit of silicone with a couple like transistors and resistors and capacitors and hook some stuff up to it. It's really it's really cheap to produce this. Hmm. Additionally, probably uh, more reliable. Relays are not the most reliable thing in the world. No. And are more prone to catch fire, which is something you don't want in a car. <laughs> I think you really want to catch fire unless it's intentional on anything. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Unless it's intentional. Yeah. Catching fire on any surprise occasion is never good. Apparently, not this year, but the previous year at Burning Man, somebody ran into the fire and died. Yeah. Big old fire. Just ran right into it. Was he higher or on drugs or something? He had to be on drugs. He was at Burning Man. Of course he was. <laughs> I guess that's redundant. Uh, yeah, so I heard that this year they had a, a ton of like park security there so that people wouldn't run into the fire. It's a, self, it's a self-correcting problem, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. <clears throat> sort of, if you yeah. let it go long enough, there won't be any more people to run into it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I guess I think that was the first time that it happened in a very long, well... Ever? At least 30-year history of Burning Man. Okay. People have definitely killed themselves in fire before. <laughs> no. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. They would, they, I'm pretty sure... You know, Someone's uh, been burned to death before. Yes, <laughs> I think we had some trials over it or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyways, we get yeah. So maintenance, I think I think you would always have to send it to a shop. I think you would always have to send it to a shop. Which, if you're allowed to send the car there, like get to work, send the car to a shop, have them fix it and send it back to you while you're at work, that would be pretty sweet. Do you think the, the like the stage? Like the early stages of an autonomous vehicle is going to kill it because of problems like that where you, it ha- allows driver input, and it's not you can't just send it you have to drive it, and you mean you have to be in the car yeah and every time you know you have to change a minor thing you have to take it to the shop. I don't expect that many changes, needing needing to be made. I guess just as since I work on my vehicles and I I change my own oil and I change my own brakes. I'd be so annoyed to have to take it into a shop to get it done. Yeah. But then again, they're not selling autonomous vehicles to people like me. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I I think you'd be able to change the oil. I don't see why not. I think you'd be able to change the brakes, as long as you put on the same brakes. I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, tires, Should, yeah. if they're the same. Same size, at least. And other than that, I mean... I mean, air filters, yeah, that obviously that'd be fine. But there's no reason to change anything else. Like, you, you're not going to yeah, be you're right. putting an access port on your autonomous vehicle that you can't drive. Because <laughs> you don't... That, that's, that's a, I think, a very interesting aspect of autonomous vehicles. They don't have to be powerful. They don't have to have a high top speed, high torque, horsepower, any of that. They just have to get up to basically 70 or 75. I don't know what the highest speed limit in the States is. It's really going to destroy the culture of vehicles, though. Yes. Because yeah. you'll no longer be... There'd be no reason to modify it in any way. Because what do you need more power for? It's only going to drive its speed. Yep. And that, that's the thing that I don't like about autonomous vehicles. Unless, unless they all, or at least some of them, always give you the option to drive. Because that's what I want. Can't. I don't want to have to drive all the time. But I always want the option to drive. So you want to, you know, 
a seat in your car that swivels around with a steering wheel with a steering wheel that looks like it's from a like a spaceship that would be pretty cool or like uh mr incredible where, where he just kind of like slides down into his vehicle or batman yeah no mr incredible does it as well does it yeah when he's like changing suits yeah and then it'd be cool to have a self-destruct button on my car and i pop out of the front <laughs> and on a motorcycle that's that would batman. be pretty sweet that's back to batman but yes <laughs> I feel like people would have something to say though if you just self-destruct your vehicle every time you want to park it <laughs> or drive your motorcycle away a uh, permanent solution to a temporary problem yeah no that'd be cool that'd so be really sweet so going off autonomous vehicles autonomous bikes uh like bicycles or like motorcycles, motorcycles? that is so dumb i see no point to that why not so the, i mean the i don't own a bike but I imagine that the entire point of having a bike is to feel the wind on your face and the freedom of the open road and all that good stuff. Basically solely for the experience. But what if, you know, autonomous, just like motorcycles are so much cheaper than cars, the autonomous version should also be much cheaper than the car's version. Okay. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be comfortable with that. <laughs> I, that is just so... I'm, it, it's definitely possible. How? Like, balancing a bike in a turn... Like, is the seat going to force you to lean with it? That's an interesting problem. But if you didn't lean, it would le- the bike would lean more. That, that, oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, so it's, it's not like when you impossible. first tried to learn to ride a bicycle without using the handlebars, how sketchy that felt. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I ate it trying that. I don't think I ever did. I didn't master it. I did. <laughs> Have you seen my gravel driveway, though? Oh, Yeah. That's tough. That's where I tried to learn it. Yeah, this is a great place to learn. Yeah, I found out that as soon as you get a little tilt on that bike and the rocks start <laughs> sliding, you're done. Yeah. Well, you know, there's something to be said for learning at the hardest point. I never got it done. So, what are <laughs> you saying? If you had learned oh. it, you would have been really good at it. You're right. But I'm but really you gave up. I'm really bad at it. That's the other <laughs> it's it's hard to learn obviously the hardest thing. I always thought it was just because I didn't have any balance, but then as I'm thinking about it now, I think it's because I was on the gravel. That's a terrible <gasps> idea. No way! Because you can't control the way that the wheel bounces around on all the gravel without touching it. Yep. Obviously. Well, not easily. Oh, God. So autonomous bikes are going to be a while away, way farther than vehicles? I don't see, unless, unless, I mean, there's no, tricycles, autonomous tricycles, okay all right they're called trikes whatever i think of them as tricycles that would be a little bit less sketch but just two-wheeled autonomous bike i really don't think anyone would go for that why 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 would you so as long as there's drivers on the road the speed limits will have to be set correct and then once we get all drivers off the road we can have you know vehicles going at 150 miles an hour because they'll never hit anything except for animals that's true. You'd have to have system. Wow. Never mind. But they're super fast at reacting, right? Uh, y- yes. <laughs> yes. But, Just I mean, put- if a bear jumps out, <laughs> it's in the middle of the well, road. It's not going to hit a bear. <laughs> no. I guess I'm just pulling things out here. Trying to just... Yeah, a- animals would definitely be the... And maybe... No, no pretty much animals would be the hardest thing to overcome well yes but once once drive well so germany obviously you can have drivers on the road and have unlimited speed limits and it works out just fine yeah they're just 
they spend a lot more time and money learning how to drive. So they are able to do that safely. So do you have to pass the German driving test to drive on the Autobahn? I th- oh, uh, so like my parents, when they went to Germany, they, they had to pass an abbreviated version. But in order to like, I think it takes something like six years and $10,000 or euros in order to be a licensed driver, a fully licensed driver. My God. Yeah. And, but they're so much better at it. More courteous. There's less more able. There's a lot less of them. What do you mean? Drive if it costs. Oh yeah. If it takes six yeah. years and ten thousand dollars, there's not a lot of people doing it. It's also more of a luxury because they have public transportation to get from every city, well, almost every city to almost every city. So it's a little bit more of a luxury. So less people are driving to begin with. I, mean, I guess the way you could ta- so back to autonomous vehicles and avoiding animals. If you had communication between vehicles and it and the road. Well, if you had communication between vehicles and animals, you'd be fine. Well, no, I'm saying, but the road <laughs> could notify the vehicle coming like the that road, something was the road surface. Yeah, would notify there's something in the cro- like in the way. Yeah, that seems in- insanely expensive. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's futuristic. We're going, we're going for fun here. Yeah. Well. You know, the maybe not the easiest thing, but a solution is to build giant walls on either side of a highway and have animal bridges. They have that somewhere. I don't remember where. They have bridges for the animals to cross over the road. Is that bridge also walled? Nope. What, what do you mean? So, like, what if they Okay, they're not going to just... jump off the bridge. <laughs> I mean, it's had to have happened, though. Animals had to have fallen off. I doubt it, but I think I think it's fenced. Like uh, you know, those pedestrian bridges okay. that go over train tracks just, that are like fenced and just curls in at the top. Falls off this thing and hits. Oh your my car. god! What's a moose going to be doing falling off of a bridge, anyways? Maybe it's running from something. They can still hunt, right? Well, not mooses, but things that hunt. <laughs> are the cars hunting? <laughs> There's a car on the bridge forcing the moose to jump off onto the highway. I mean, where you where you go with this? I don't know. I'm just thinking of scenarios. <laughs> animals is a tough one. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, animals. Yeah, to be but, developed. So, so that would be the only thing that I can think of that that in dangerous areas where you have rock falls and mudslides and uh, maybe even flooding. That's the only reason that I could see to not give it an unlimited autonomous speed limit. Okay. But I don't see a reason why the speed limit shouldn't be increased. Well, well, if we still have drivers on the road. Oh, right, right. So if in, if everything becomes fully autonomous, yeah, just jack it up to 80 everywhere. Yeah. And then you're going to run into problems with vehicles that only had an engine equipped to go 55, <laughs> and so they can't go 80. They get up a hill and they kind of just start putzing around. <laughs> the, the What is it, the Fiat? The small... What's the Fiat Five Hundred? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever or had the Fiat to, Barth? Have you ever had to drive behind one on an interstate? No, it's miserable because if they're going up a hill and they have to pass a semi, they can't get through the wind barrier of the semi, <laughs> and so they can't pass semis uphill. Well, which is miserable because guess, you're not talking about the smart car, are you? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about a Fiat. Really? Yes. What do they have? Three cylinders? I think so, and they've got like just over 100 horsepower. And with no torque because it's a gasoline. Yeah. That's so, like the Nissan Leaf. But, like, where's the best place to pass a truck on the interstate? On an uphill. Guess who can't do it? 
Fiat. <laughs> wow. That's depressing. Maybe not all Fiat. Maybe this driver just got really nervous, but it happened to me <laughs> for like two hours. I was stuck behind this guy because he just trapped me. Why couldn't you pass him? Oh, because he was in the left-hand lane? Yes. Truck was, uh... I had to wait for the truck to get over in like the runaway lanes or whatever, like the, the third extra the lane. The runaway lanes? <gasps> is the truck running off the road? No, wait, what is the, the third lane called on the downhill? Uh, I don't know. I thought that extra lane was going uphill. Maybe. But this truck driver never got over it and I didn't. At one point, I was kind of stuck behind the Fiat, beside the truck, and me beside the truck. That is the most fun place to be. Yeah. It's a safe way to drive. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to encourage him by tailgating him. I'm sure that helped. (laughs) I'm sure that really made him want to pass that truck. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to give cars a little nudge. Well, I'm not saying hit the back (laughs) of a car. I'm not saying run to the back. here first. <laughs> not saying run to the back of a car to get him to go, but just you know when you're driving, you just you know the person. Maybe you can like get up behind them when they get uncomfortable enough to accelerate. But most of the time, it works out. They brake check you. You know the person. No, I said you know most of the time the person brake checks you. You're doing this to your friends. God, stop <laughs> it! You're not helping this argument, <laughs> this discussion in any way. Feels like I'm helping. <laughs> no, you're not. You're incredibly unhelpful. All right, so. Away from all of that, I don't know why we got on the Fiat story. Uh, because of the small engines. Right, not being able to reach higher speeds. Mm-hmm. So you, now you have to buy another vehicle. It's just a, it's just cash grab. There's, there should, well, there might, there's probably not going to be a mandated limited or uh, minimum horsepower, but there should be a limited horsepower. Like you have, you should at least have to have, I don't know, 150 horsepower, right? Well, I mean, but, like, the Volkswagen, the Jedi I drove, had 98 horsepower, but it had enough torque to where that didn't really matter. I couldn't accelerate. It had less than 100 horsepower? Yeah. What, yeah. what was the engine size? 1.9 liter. 1.9 liter turbocharged diesel has had, less than 100 horsepower? Yeah, the 2002 had 94 horsepower and 155 pounds of torque. My car has three times the amount with 0.1 liter higher, one turbocharger, and gasoline. I mean, the turbocharger is gigantic. Yeah. And the engine is certainly more efficient. Well, you know what they did when they made the Jetta? They were like, this thing doesn't need to go fast. <laughs> they modeled it after a jelly donut because it kind of just rolled around. It was miserable. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, the Jetta is the slightly more personalized version of Hitler's car. It the is the uh, it VW is, Bug. It is the pe- people's car. Mm-hmm. Car of the people. Yeah. Volkswagen. Regardless. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be enough about autonomous vehicles. I don't know. What other things are going to become autonomous soon? Uh, so we were talking before the podcast about, like, McDonald's. Oh, you're so right. The, well, they already have the the order screens. Yeah, the, the big old things at the front that are yeah. really bright But you annoying. can't get a cup without going to ask somebody for a cup. So I was at the one across the street, and they just had cups sitting out. So I was like, why would I pay for the, the drink? <laughs> like, take the cup. I mean, I paid for it not knowing that, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I... They could put a cup dispenser in there, too. Yeah, just beside it. Just, like, three little columns. Yeah, like, you buy it, and it releases one cup, and it falls on the floor, and then you get all pissed off because you stepped on your drink. <laughs> well, just like the receipt. So the last two I've used in different places, one in Silver Spring and one in Dunkirk, the receipt has just spit out onto the floor. Like, I didn't know where the receipt was going to come from, and it just 
Classy. Right on the floor. I was like, well, that's helpful. Yeah. And at this point, they still have people, like, at the machines taking saying, orders. do you need help? Yeah. And they, and they have people at the front to, to taking orders when needed. So when do when do flipping patties become automated? Just sandwich assembly. Well, there's no reason not to do it now. I mean, it's not like it takes a lot of skill or knowledge to be able to do that. Yeah. It's to- totally feasible to have a machine do that now. And it doesn't even have to be that complicated. Just it, it doesn't even have to have any sensors. Just a timer. Yeah. Just four minutes on this side, four minutes in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to Ruby Tuesdays? Because <laughs> they, I mean, that's just the best microwave food in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, you ever watched one of those uh, Gordon Ramsay shows, like uh, Hell's Kitchen? No, but or... I, I watched a couple YouTube clips of like highlights of it. Yeah, man. It's disgusting. Like, half these restaurants microwave three-quarters of their food. Yeah. So, that's gross. But yeah, no, there's there's absolutely no reason. And, I mean, we might be able to get a better product <laughs> if a <laughs> More consistent product. For sure, more consistent. You know how many times I've ordered a cheeseburger with no cheese, and I've gotten, like, a, two buns and a slice of cheese stuck in it, and that's it? <laughs> I saw a video of some guy ordering a cheeseburger with no bun, no condiments, no burger... <laughs> and cheese <laughs> it just gave him a slice of cheese <laughs> that would be what's the point of that just to prove it can just be done? for fun i guess yeah just to prove it i mean yeah you could do that now the person i, so I realized i said i ordered a cheeseburger with no cheese so i basically just say a hamburger. hamburger well no what i'm saying is the the one of the meals at McDonald's is the two cheeseburger meal. Oh yeah. And you have to say number two with no cheese and they're like, So you want two cheeseburgers with no cheese? Every time they've asked me that question, I'm like, Yes. Yeah. Well you don't get a discount on two hamburgers, <laughs> so Whatever. Yeah. So it's definitely that. There's no reason not to Well, I mean, there's no uh, technology limiting factor that wouldn't allow you to it can be done that. it can Absolutely. be done i'm a little surprised it hasn't been already i think that just the public outcry of that many people. that might get some some flashback yeah flashback flashback that doesn't sound flashback right. no <laughs> i don't know what i was going for but you know in uh, some outlash out no? outlash it doesn't not a point uh there's a backlash backlash there we go <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, there's a, a, yeah, a car dealership in China with no people. Yeah. It's just, I, I guess, some sort of parking garage thing. And you go to some sort of machine and you buy the car that you want and you drive it off the lot. It takes away from bargaining, though. It's like all the fun I hear of shopping for vehicles. Oh, it's the best. And you have to pay MSRP. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's... What does MSRP stand for? Manufacturer Suggested Retail Price. Oh, okay. Learn new things every day. I do. Yeah. The uh, sticker price, as they call it. Can you really... Is there... I think my mom's the only successful person ever to haggle somebody a decent amount off a car. I did. Oh, you did? On my car? Yeah. So, um, How do you do it? Just for those who are want so to find out. So for them, so through my through my bank, I have a car buying service, and the particular dealer that I went to was not a part of that. 
But I told them, you know, you guys used to be a part of this car buying service. Now you're not. Can we honor it anyways? And they said, sure. And then, so they matched the price. And then I said, you know, I could just walk out of here right now and get this $1,000 cheaper right over there. And they said, oh, well, let me go talk to my manager. And then they matched that price. And then I had them sign it because I wasn't ready to make the decision that day. And then I also said, oh, and I want these extra things. <laughs> and that didn't increase the price. So I ended up getting a, a very good deal. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I, I also took my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and told them that she was my fiancé to make it seem a little bit more legit. Gotcha. Like I had my life in order, regardless of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing I've seen done is, I wasn't there when my mom has bought all of her vehicles, but with James, when he bought his vehicle, was I walked around the car and I just pointed out some flaws in it, and then they were saying, oh, we'll fix this for free, and I was like, well, how about you just knock the price off of how much it would cost, and you know, we can do it ourselves. And then they fixed it for free and knocked the price off. Nice. So yeah. I think I saved James like $1,000. Yeah. So my dad, when he was buying... The actually the same car that your brother bought, um, they were trying to tack on all this stuff, and he said, "No, I'm not paying for it. You can include it, but I'm not paying for any of this. Like the floor mats that you have to pay an extra couple hundred bucks for, that they try and rip you off of the dealers. I'm not paying that. I'll just get up and walk out of here right now. And then they're like, okay, wait, 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 wait. I'll go talk to my manager." Actually, if I could deal, if I could go buy a car and not have to deal with those people, it'd be worth it. Well, if you got a, if you got the bargain price, right? But well, since you're not paying somebody for commission anymore, shouldn't prices drop anyway? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Dealerships shouldn't hike the price at all. In theory. Yeah, I mean they probably. But will, why? Can't why would they? Can't, I mean, can't bargain with them anymore. You can't bargain with them anymore. So there's, but there's no reason for them to not charge you the MSRP if you can't bargain with them. So that shouldn't be automated. That should stay the same. Well, if you could just get it for, I don't know, 10% above what it costs them to make it. No, sorry, that's not that's not enough profit for them. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so insanely cheap to make cars, most, most cars. Not the Lexus LFA where they lose more money on the car than they get in profit. Ooh, that's nuts. And they still sell for, what, $350,000? I don't think they're that much. Maybe they are. I don't remember exactly. I think, though, that they just did that so that it could race in some race. Because okay. I think that there's a production car race that you had to have certain number of production models of the car produced in order to qualify for the race. Otherwise, it was a concept car. Gotcha. Or a prototype or whatever they called it. And so uh, I think they did the same thing with the brand new uh, Ford GT. Listen, if they can autonomously assemble vehicles, they can autonomously send, assemble my hamburger. <laughs> or a cheeseburger with no cheese. With cheeseburger with no cheese. Yeah. Anything else in the food industry that could be autonomous? Serving? Nah, I don't think I want to give up that sit-down dining experience to have a robot bring my food. Well, they have the uh, things... At Red Robin's, the, one of the only places I've seen them. I think they're also at Olive Garden. Like the little screens that you pay on. Yeah. You can also order on them. See, those things are a terrible idea 
if you have servers because people won't tip you usually. That's what really? I experienced because they didn't have to face you anymore. They didn't have to hand you the check after they wrote the tip on it. Well, normally, wait, normally don't you write the tip and then leave it on the table and then they and then they pick it up after you leave? No, so I mean, if let's say that's how I've always done it. Well, no, I'm just saying but like that you know someone's going to see immediately what you left them. And that makes people feel bad, so they, they'll usually tip you a little bit more. But on that autonomous screen, they'll just take that bar and scroll it right to 0%. And yep, and I can't see that until I've checked out, like until I close out of all of my tables. And then I see I just got 0 Maybe you're zero, just zero, a zero. bad server. I mean, it probably was, you know. Or maybe I'm a generous tipper. I mean, I tip people more or less based on their service. Yeah, I mean, no. But it's always 15 to 30%. Well, you always see servers complaining about getting... Except for one time where I had the worst waitress <laughs> I've ever had. I tipped her 99 cents. Was that IHOP? <laughs> that was Red Robin. I tipped her... I like took the bar, scrolled all the way to zero, and then increased it by 99 cents and hit tip. <laughs> see? that's the you're, you're the reason I didn't like One that. time. Every other time, I, I do even more. I, I, I think that if you have the server having anything autonomous is a bad idea from working on the other side of it. So I like to, you could eliminate some of those jobs though. You could, and it would be kind of creepy at first, at least to have the robot, a robot bring your food out, but you could order on the menu and request a person. If you really want, you could order and pay on your little screen and just have a person bring the food out to you. Basically the only people working there would be a hostess and people in the kitchen and clean up. Bartender. I don't think I would want an automated bartender. Actually, you know what? It would be a lot quicker. It would be. At crowded bars? Yeah. You would no longer have those goons at the end of the side trying to hit on the bartender the whole time as you're trying to get drinks. Yep. That's true. Well, maybe. I don't know. People have weird fetishes. You're right. (laughs) There's some huge, like, sex robot thing hitting the news. People are trying to get brothels set up for sex robots. What? Yeah. Isn't is that prostitution? No, because no? that, that was the whole argument was having a brothel that was only sex robots. Uh, I don't know. That's creepy. It's weird. So you don't think that should be automated? Prostitution? Yeah. Or just sex? Prostitution. You think we should I go back to good old fashioned just <laughs> girls? <laughs> I I don't I don't know what you're asking. Really. So I'm saying like with the brothel like. It's automated, basically, because it's just a sex robot. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a person. We're eliminating that human factor, which is the point of autonom- like having autonomous things. Yeah. So you think that's better or worse? Uh, I don't really care, either, one way or the other. I'm, this doesn't affect me. And it's, <laughs> I, it's uncomfortable to think about, honestly. I was just pointing out there's another autonomous thing. You know? Yeah. Just that's that's a weird one. Yeah. So you could do uh, you could do other retail things like uh, a department store. Yeah, well, Amazon has has that nailed. Amazon, Amazon's a retail store. You just, it's you're not there physically. Oh well, you could do it in a physical store but I, for people who like to try on clothes. Well, Amazon does have a place you can go in and shop. Oh yeah, they've got like two in the country or something. Yeah, where there's nobody working it. Yeah. So it way to support the job industry, Amazon. All that unskilled labor going to waste. <laughs> yeah. 
We got, already have the automated vacuum cleaners. I don't. I've never seen a Roomba in action. Well, I take it back. I've seen a Roomba in a, in a house, but I just don't know how well it works as a. I don't know cleaner. either. I think that I, like I don't think they're that bright. I think they just run long enough that eventually they cover the entire area of the house. Yeah. Well, that seems rather haphazard. Because I mean, what it, what I can gather, they hit a wall. And they... Do a 180? Because then they just n- go back... No. They go at some obscure angle. Okay. So that geometry should say that since most houses have right angles on almost all the walls, eventually it'll get the whole floor. It would be better if you could program a map into it. And your wife moves this couch every other Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> the room was just stuck to it. <laughs> Yeah, Roombas are already automated. We could have automated pets. We okay. could bring back the Tamagotchi. And, uh, like those dog robot things, much easier to take care of. You can't kick them over either. <laughs> Peter would get real mad at you. Well, okay, in seriousness, what other automated things in the house would you want to have? Well, they're automating everything now. Well, what it, what I don't even know what you're referring to. So, like, uh, we have a friend who has... He's able to lock his entire house with oh, his Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Really creepy. Wouldn't want it through Alexa. Uh, I But I did think about getting automated door locks so that I could, like I did with my garage door, I could text it and lock the doors or make sure that the doors are locked. Besides the practical use of that, what I'm just saying, like, what in the house would you want to be automated right now for you? Uh, if I could have a robot that would make food, that would be sweet, but I guess that's a wife. <laughs> uh, I saw where that was going as soon as he said make food, I was like, ooh, he's gonna, he's gonna do it. I'm just kidding. But no, a robot that could make food, make me anything I wanted, so long as I provided the ingredients to it, that would be awesome. Like, uh, what's that show, the, the Jetsons? Where they just, like, They have the, the maid, I think, cooks and cleans and is also a robot. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you just put all the ingredients, you know, as you grocery shop, instead of loading into the fridge, you load it into this, and then it can just prepare any kind of food you want? Or something like that, yeah. That would be pretty cool. Or have it scavenge around the kitchen and provide me with a list of things that it could make with the provided ingredients. Ooh. Never go hungry again. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, all like that time all you All mine would say is soup and peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty sweet. And have it also be able to be a bartender, just make you a nice old drink, like drinks that are really good, but you're too lazy to make. Something that would clean my room automated. That was, sorry, it just came out of, just came out of my head. If something would pick up everything I ever dropped on the floor and put it in oh. the correct spot. Oh, at the uh, Tech Expo last year, they uh, had another prototype for a laundry folder. I think it's only like $2,000, and you just dump all your laundry into the top, and it comes out all folded on the bottom. You know... That's most of my savings, but I think that could be worth it. <laughs> I hate folding. I know. Especially, like, socks and underwear. It just seems so pointless. It's mostly t-shirts I hate folding. Yeah. We hang up a lot of our shirts. See. Which is also annoying, but it's less annoying than folding. Yeah. Yeah. To have something completely do my laundry for me, that'd be sweet. Have it even switch laundry from the washer to the dryer and then fold it. <laughs> wow. 
This sounds great. It, it sounds lazy. It does. Which is the Isn't point. that the point of automation? That is the, that is the point. To be lazy? So we'd all be chubby little people sitting in chairs. All right. Around this isn't Wally. Oh, how'd you know where I was going with that? Ah. <laughs> uh, thought I could get more detail out of that before you cut me off. Well, so, I mean, I guess automation in general, like, well, it mostly right now is affecting uh, businesses. Through automation, businesses are able to cut costs. Right. But once they start really, truly affecting us, the consumer, then, like, if somebody, if, if some robot could make me all my food and do all my cleaning and stuff, that would open up all this other time for me to do other things. And if I already led a sedentary lifestyle, that would be more sedentary stuff. But since I don't lead a sedentary lifestyle, that would be more non-sedentary things. Yeah, I... You know, irritating is for when I want to go to the gym, but I've got so much things to do to make time for it. Mm -hmm, When you have so much things, yeah. Is that what I said? That is what you said. So much things. Yeah. So many things to do. (laughs) Like, I I haven't cleaned my room in a while. If you've been there, you would know. I saw a picture of it. You're right. It is... It's pretty pretty filthy. It's abysmal. Probably not as bad as it used to be. Such as what? When you were living in your parents' house and you had chips and soda cans everywhere and You're weapons in my your room bed. Right yeah, I don't, I don't have the weapons in my bed. I, don't have, I no longer sleep with my twenty two next to me. That wasn't because I was paranoid, just because it was a handy Too put, lazy to too lazy hang to it up. Away. Yep. Yep. But, I mean, it, with everything being autonomous... Auto, I'm just going to say automated. With everything being autonomous, you open up all this extra time i mean basically if you get it to the point where you don't have to do any chores and as soon as you leave the house you're starting work like how much extra free time is that that is a lot that is a lot of extra free time not having to make dinner or how much more willing is that the right way to say how much more willing people would be to go somewhere when you didn't have to drive yeah. To go sightseeing, where it's like, I don't want to drive two hours to go look at something. Uh, yeah, I don't want to drive around the Beltway to go to D.C., man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool one that we didn't touch on with autonomous vehicles. Okay. Being able to go out and drink as much as you want and not have to take an Uber to get home or rely on somebody else or spend the night somewhere. You could just get in your car and have it take you wherever you're trying to go. Fall asleep. See, I see an issue with that. You'd have to pre-program where it's going because could you imagine trying to get in your autonomous vehicle dirt, dirt, blackout dirt. drunk and tell it where to go? Well, you shouldn't be blackout drunk ever. <laughs> right. But I'm saying that it would it would happen. You could... Well, so there, there's probably going to be a button that's like, home. Take me home. I, I sure hope so. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to type in an address when you can't even remember which shoes are on which feet. <laughs> Do you take your shoes off usually when All you drink? All the time. <laughs> I'm like the Burt Kreischer of shoes. He takes his shirt off, I take my shoes off. So as soon as you start anything, you just take your shoes off? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, his last stand-up special, I don't know if you watched it. Was it Secret Time? Secret Time. I thought that was pretty funny. The shirtless thing, I don't get. I don't get it either. But it was funny that he immediately took his shirt off. I was kind of hoping he would put it back on, but no such luck. (laughs) I guess that's just his uh, persona. But regardless... Yeah, I mean, you could go out with a group of friends and you one person wouldn't be stuck being the DD. Yeah. Lots of possibilities here. Yeah. Out of all things autonomous, like all, that would be the best. 
to be able to go out and drink. So would you rather have an autonomous vehicle that can take you home when you're drunk or a robot that makes all your food for you whenever you want, whenever you have on hand? Okay, the food one, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Just saying, I've been out of autonomous vehicles. The best thing it offers is that. Oh, okay. I see. See, because I don't, I don't have that enjoyment of being able to work when I'm not at work. Yeah. Not in the building. Because unless my lesson is in the car with me, which would be weird, <laughs> to teach them tennis. Yep. You might be able to do, at some point, virtual tennis. What? Yeah, it's like, if... If you could uh, basically be in virtual reality, it's called with Wii Sports. The They've already got time. it down. No, no, but but like a good <laughs> version where they are actually hitting a ball with the racket. I'm just standing there yelling at them mm-hmm. with a, I guess, a screen and a robot. Pretty much, and some really awesome thing on the other side that shoots the ball at the exact speed, angle, and direction that w- is beneficial for them at that point. Then I wouldn't need the autonomous vehicle anymore because I wouldn't have to go to work. Right. Yeah. I I was just saying that autonomous vehicle off that working. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. I see I'm glad you're, you're putting things out there. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Well, you just comp- you took my point and then you kind of erased my point and made your own. Okay. I see. Yes. I will take that. Take that back. You wouldn't really benefit from that aspect of an autonomous vehicle now, but. You could live wherever you wanted. You wouldn't have to live super close to work. You could catch up on sleep on your way to work and on your yeah. way home from work. And you wouldn't, besides uh, missing out on things going on, you wouldn't care about what hours you worked. Yeah. I'm trying to think what, how far I'd be willing to live away from work with an autonomous vehicle. I well, think I think an hour and a half is the max I'd want to spend in a vehicle, regardless of what I could do. What if you had a, a data connection to your car that was really fast and unlimited bandwidth, and you had a computer in your car, and you could play video games in the car? Well, then I would just not have an apartment <laughs> and just be in my car all the time. <laughs> I no, because the thing is, even though I'd be spending, you know, I'd get two extra hours or three extra hours of playing video games on my way to work, I still wouldn't be home and be able to do anything else. That would be... Because I still have to be there at work for about eight hours, and then I'd be in the vehicle for six hours of that day. That's 14 hours I'm not at my own home. Yeah. The thing with a desk job and being able to work out of your car on the way to work is because sometimes you just have to be at work in the physical person, like for a meeting. Even then, probably you could eliminate that. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's actually, I don't know, maybe like 30% of jobs are things that you could do not at the office, but I guess for 70% of people, that's not really applicable. Yeah. You definitely couldn't flip burgers on your way to McDonald's. Nope. Unless it was already automated. In which case, you wouldn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> or an autonomous vehicle. Yep. So, do you think that the the gaps in the workforce that are going to be felt by the increasing number of things that are automated, do you think that those gaps will, and those workers will find other things? Do you think that the number of jobs is 
completely decreasing or are they just opening up somewhere else? I think I think the job is decreasing by putting automated things in because besides the few jobs that open up for, you know, mechanical work or the, you know, research based of these automated things, they're not really providing extra jobs outside of themselves. So they're just taking up space and not giving much back. Yeah, but will those will those workers that are being replaced find other trades that are well, are opening up? I get. I mean, I'd hope so. I would sure hope they would go and find a skilled job. But I mean, is the number of jobs decreasing then? Yes. So people are being forced out. Yep. Hmm. So that is a very bad thing that automation will bring. And, I mean, can you see any way around it? Uh, not particularly, not not off the top of my head. I, I mean, just, I guess the only thing I'm thinking of is limit the amount of things that are automated. Ugh, I hate. Why, <laughs> why put limits on things? For stuff like that, why would you limit a business ability to cut cost? Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't seem right. Trickle-down economy would no longer work in an autonomous world. Because a lot of people wouldn't have jobs? A lot of people would have jobs and there'd be no, there'd be no jobs opening up. Hmm. Huh. I mean, but then what you'd have... I Actually, I take that back. There would be other jobs opening up because then you would have competitors to autonomous companies that are humans. And that would be a selling point. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. A lot of people talk about the the human interaction is like the most valuable thing, and you know that'll be a selling point. So maybe I do think the overall amount of jobs will decrease, but not as a massive gap as we thought. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, you're not interacting with the person making your food unless you're a jerk and sending everything back, <laughs> and they come out and what's wrong with my burger? It's too dry. What is that from? Uh, top of my head, five seconds oh, ago. I thought, it's, it's, <laughs> Who uh, said that? I, I did <laughs> just now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just an example. Gotcha. Just you changed your voice, and I was confused. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't portray two different people with with one voice. I didn't. Well, I didn't know we were going into a place like a little sketch, right? Yeah, there. it was a little skit. <laughs> did you not like it? No. Why do you criticize my work? Why are you gonna be like that? I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I don't. <laughs> so you're not interacting with a lot of a lot of the jobs that would be replaced. No, I'm just. But I'm saying, like, knowing that a human is working makes me want to go there. So, like, even though like a hamburger joint that has people making the food rather than. All, being made by robots. I'm sorry. Were you raised in the 30s? <laughs> a hamburger joint? <laughs> what would you call it? A hamburger I'm... place? Oh, okay. <laughs> restaurant? I don't know. A hamburger Burger restaurant. shack? Isn't that a... Wait, I don't know. Crab shack? No. Seafood shack. Why are we getting on seafood? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I guess, I guess that's similar to the whole made in the U.S. thing. People are more likely to buy products that are made in the U.S. You're right. People will be more likely to buy products that are made in the U.S. by hand. 
than by machine. Or made by hand, at the very least. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was trying to get at, sorry. There we go, yeah, I'm just, I'm just drawing a comparison. You're, you're refining it? Well, just drawing a comparison. How? Between that and things being made in the U.S. What's being made in the U.S.? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me. I made my point so long ago that I kind of forgot what I had said. <laughs> Alright, it's irrelevant. We'll just skip over that. <laughs> Brain is fried. Play too much tennis. Not enough critical thinking. Tennis is plenty of critical thinking. It's, it's all reactionary. No, it's, it is <laughs> not reactionary. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think about what I'm going to do next. Okay, so it's predictive and reactionary. Yes. So you are exactly as useful as an autonomous vehicle? If it had a tennis racket, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Great. I mean, I can see, you know, I can read the guy's facial expressions. I can... Computers can do that now. I don't know how accurate it is. <laughs> well, actually, no, they, they did a... I think they did a test with that at TSA, the savior of our nation. <laughs> They asked, they had a computer ask people questions and it analyzed whether or not they were telling the truth or not. And then, I think, I believe it was just a test. And then people that the computer marked as uh, lying or untrustworthy or something or exceptionally nervous, they, they went on to be further questioned by real people. Oh. I think. Unless I made all that up. But what, I think that's a real thing. Do you think, do you think air, airport security could be autonomous. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, if they were able to scan everything that you had on you, yes, it would probably be better than it is now. Yeah, we all know how well TSA does their job. Yeah, you I know bring, someone... You can't bring your toothpaste on. Yeah, I know someone who accidentally brought a knife onto an airplane and they didn't catch it until their return trip and they said, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> You can't bring this on a plane. They say, oops. <laughs> well, it's like my dad flew to South Africa. He had a pen knife on him, and they took the pen knife from him in South Africa. But this lady with a six-foot gazelle antler was allowed to carry it onto the plane. Like, sharp? I mean, it's an antler. I don't know. So, how she, she could spear, sharp enough. She could spear the pilot through the cabin wall. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't allowed that pen knife. Nope. Can't bring knitting needles either. Really? Yeah. No, you haven't heard this? Well, no. I don't bring knitting needles on airplanes. Okay, well, maybe it's because my grandmother knits. <laughs> yeah, uh, they. she had these wooden or bamboo knitting needles, and they tried to take them from her. And I think they stopped trying to take them for her when she cried. <laughs> but did, they yeah. let her, did they let him take on the airplane? I think she may have had to check him. Okay. Which is still a pain, but it's better than nothing, I guess. Tell you what, if they automated... Security, that'd be great because how many times do you hear people complaining about check baggage and people going through their things and getting things stolen out of check baggage? Uh, not very often, but I've heard of it. Yeah, that would like that's a problem just eliminated right off the bat. If if you were able to, I don't know what kind of scans they'd have to well, do. Well, I think they already do that. I think they already scan what you have in your check baggage, but then they just have people get every seventh black one or something, every seventh black suitcase they go through. Random searches is what oh. I'm trying to say. Well, it's not random at all. It's every seventh. Right. Yeah. This just li- never mind. Never mind. Okay, but w- there would be no reason to search the luggage if you could say say it was safe, automated. 
Mm-hmm. Which was, I'm I'm pretty sure they do that already. They scan check bags. Well, yeah, because they don't want a guy opening up a bag that's a bomb, and the first time it's opened or checked is by someone opening it up. The, your check your check bags don't need to be all that safe as long as they don't have a bomb in them, right? Yeah. Because you can't access them during the flight. You can't even access them until you're out of airport security. Yeah. You get rid of them before you go through security, and you get them after you leave security checkpoint. Yeah, so they don't have to be terribly safe. They just have to be not a bomb. Yeah. I mean, you can check guns. Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually heard of that. I've yeah. seen that, actually. I've seen people pick up gun cases. Yep, you can check guns. I mean, it makes sense if, if you're hunting. Like, I think you might need an extra permit or, or something to yeah. transport across state lines. Or maybe in a special ticket. Oh, I can just... Getting to the airport and not having to go through TSA would be just a dream. They have that TSA pre-check, which means you basically just skip the line. You get to the front of it, right? Yeah, but you still have to go through security. See, I just... But but it's it's there's very little like human interaction there as it is, right? Yeah, but if you could just keep on walking and you didn't have to stop and take off your shoes oh, and take just, off your belt... You just walk through a sensor yeah. and they... To- yeah, okay, I see your point. That would be nice. That would be nice. Is it Israel who had who they got some flack for having a, something that could scan you and set a bomb off if you had a bomb on you? And it just, <laughs> I, or maybe I'm just making this up and I just I just totally am guessing, but I could have sworn I read that somewhere. I don't know. That, that seems like a terrible device. That they just had something that they sealed and scanned you, and if you had a bomb on you, it was just enclosed. I feel like you could only do that one time a day, though. Yeah. That'd be a lot of money in machinery. Yeah. Have to replace that equipment all the time. Or clean it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of cleaning it, not the damage to the material. Yeah, just have an acid bath in there and all goes down a drain into the sewage system, whatever, who cares? <laughs> I see I see how autonomous like there'd be some gaps there, but I feel like it could be done. I feel like we're not terribly far away from having security automated <laughs> completely. Excuse me. As far as I know, believe it or not, TSA doesn't keep us any safer. (laughs) (laughs) No. I have never once been like, oh, this airport has TSA. Yeah. It's so much safer now. I am 99% sure that TSA is just there so that you feel better. Right. I think that's why they did it. Which is just awful. Because you wait now have to take off your shoes and take off your belt. Yeah, and, and put all your electronics in a separate container. And then if you don't do it right, then they get all sassy with you. And you can't bring a full tube of toothpaste on the plane. It has to be less than 3.4 ounces, I think. There was someone to tell me that they took a water bottle on the plane because they froze it. <laughs> That's it funny. it was solid when it went through TSA. And I was like, I doubt they bought that they were telling me they did it and i was like mm, i don't believe it but that i mean technically that not a liquid it's not a liquid well in its current state it'll be liquid in an hour well yeah anything at that point my brother tried to he had a a water bottle like a stainless steel water bottle and his wife was like you can't you gotta you gotta pour it out they're gonna he's like no they're not sure enough so you gotta pour that out <laughs> what yeah Yep. What is it? What? What do you know? The reasoning behind liquids. Um, I guess if you were in the bathroom long enough, you could concoct a bomb. 
What if you just had a lot of shampoo bottles? I don't know. That I were mean, all under the limit. Maybe you could like release some sort of uh, bioweapon in liquid form. But And they just determined that three point five ounces is the cutoff for potency? Yeah. Yeah. Any oh. any liquid, if it's less <laughs> than three point four ounces, is totally safe. <laughs> In any application. Trust me, TSA did their research. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I don't know if it was before or after that rule, but a lot of uh, like uh, bathroom, toiletry things come in sizes of 3.4 ounces or less. I sure hope so. Uh, but it was probably after the fact. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I, I would love to see automated. Airport yeah, just security. walk through a box and be done. Is there anything that in outside of the home, we already talked about like in the home automation, that you would want to see automated in your just daily life? Besides driving. Oh, driving is such a big one, though. I really hate sitting in traffic. So grocery store would be nice. I know they... An automated grocery store? Mm-hmm. So they have grocery stores that don't have people, but that's not exactly what I mean. Uh, if I could pick out everything that I wanted to buy at the grocery store and get to the grocery store and like open a box or open some sort of compartment that had all my refrigerated stuff in a refrigerated section and everything else in a non-refrigerated section and just put it all in a bag and take it with me. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, uh, there was a grocery store when I was out of school in West Virginia called Kroger. You could do that on an app, their app. You could order, you could set your whole shopping cart then you could send it to the store, and then you would tell them what time you'd pick it up, and they'd have everything bagged for you, and they brought a cart out with all your stuff, and you just loaded in your car and left. Yeah, so I guess that, I mean, it already exists. It's not exactly automated, but... Yeah. I mean, they could automate it further. That's one. Uh, having things delivered would be nice. I mean, they have Uber Eats and stuff, but I think the only thing I can get delivered here is pizza. Uber Eats isn't worth it to me because you got to pay the driver. Yeah, and the, the I delivery think it's like fee's kind of high. Bucks, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of much. So with autonomous vehicles, you get automated deliveries. Yeah, but that's still that's still pretty much autonomous vehicles. I don't know. What do you, can you think of anything? No, I was hoping you'd have a longer answer so I'd have more time to think. Because <laughs> when I asked the question, I realized I didn't have my own answer yet. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, really, really, vehicles are the are the big one. There, and things that are manufactured are already, for the most part, automated or able to be automated. Yeah. It's just whether or not the the backlash is worth it. Right. The outlash. The outlash. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's it's probably cheaper to make a machine in the United States that makes Nike shoes than... In the long term, it's cheaper to make the machine than to pay all those tiny little Taiwanese hands. But they're just so good at it. Oh my god. <laughs> I, feel, I feel appalled just listening to that sentence. <laughs> little Taiwanese hands? Yeah, it's mostly kids. I, no, I, I got the kid part. I'm just saying, is Taiwan where Nikes are made? Mm, let's just say yes for the sake of argument. Oh, okay. I was just amazed that you knew the fact. And then the disgusting part of children working in sweatshops. At least they have jobs. They do have jobs. <laughs> At least that's not going to be automated anytime soon. No. 
this is so cheap. My uncle, who's not a wealthy man by any means, uh, he went to the Philippines, and my God, he was a king over there. (laughs) I bet. So rich. He started like four different businesses, making money out the dollars on the day. Really? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't we go to the Philippines? Because they're poor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm poor here. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be slightly less poor over there. Yeah, I heard uh, some people who had to travel there on business, they got like five-star hotels for like $20 a night. Yeah. Is, is like their currency, like is a ridiculous exchange for us or something? Mm, what do you mean? So like $20, like whatever, like if we have 20 bucks, is that just so much of their money that... It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just so much. It's, it's our money is just worth so much more. Gotcha. They're also very poor. I mean, it's like going to Mexico. Everything's a little bit cheaper. I've going got... to Europe, everything's a little bit more expensive. You want to pick out another place I've never been? <clears throat> Go to DC and everything's more expensive. You're right. Okay. But it's not like they're... People's... I've never been to Mexico. But it's not like people's money in DC is any more valuable than mine. They just have more of it. Well, cost of living. Yeah. But as far as other things being automated, I mean, if I didn't have to go to the bank and I could just get money out of some sort of machine. <laughs> <laughs> like an ATM machine? Oh, is that what those are? An automatic teller machine machine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, in my daily life, if I could get my racket strung without me doing it would be amazing. Do they have machines for that? Like in factories? In the factories that make them? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I believe that it's, they're all hand strung. But it seems like it would be so much more consistent to do it with a machine. Yeah. Because don't you have to measure the tension on the string? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be better to have a machine do that? I 100% agree. And and you have to tie those little knots you're, you're with make, that hard you, string I appreciate, and just cuts your fingers up? I appreciate you making my point for yeah. me. No, I, that'd, be, that'd be cool. That'd be sweet. And just, I, I would love to figure out how to do that, to mm-hmm. make a machine that could string a racket. Yeah. I'm sure if there's a manufacturer that ha- that has it done, like Wilson probably has a machine. When they first get the racket out, it's strung by a machine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just to restring a racket, there's no, there's no place I know of that does it automatedly. Auto- probably. Automatedly? Automated? Thank you. I think, yeah, that'd be pretty expensive and pretty niche thing. Yeah. The thing is, tennis happens to be very expensive. You know, the rich play it. And, and, yeah, yeah. It's so, a bit of a niche as well. Yeah. But I mean, just how much... Th- I bet that machine would pay itself off, though, because, like, the people... Like, to get your racket strung at the club with natural gut, PETA, have a field day with it, uh, is hundred over $100. Wow. So, here's a weird one. What if you could have... Working out be automated. I don't understand how that would work. Right. So, you know how you can put electrodes on certain parts of your muscle and run electricity through it and your muscle will flex? Yes. So, realistically, you could do that for small and big compound movements. So, what if you could strap a weight to your wrist and have a machine... And by the way, what you're actually able to lift is 
what you're able to lift with your mental fortitude is much lower than what your muscles can do. So, wouldn't it be cooler and much more efficient to just hold away in your arms, slap some electrodes on your bicep, and do curls? Yeah, I think it takes the fun out of the gym. But if your goal is strength and or size, wouldn't that be better? Yeah, I don't have an argument here. I, I, besides the Would fun you argument. be comfortable with it? No, not no? ever. <laughs> It'd be pretty weird. What, what if it's an overhead lift? An overhead lift? Yeah, it's an, a compound overhead lift, and you're now trusting this electrode to fire every time so this weight doesn't hit you in the head. It'd be kind of sketchy. <laughs> it would be kind of sketchy. Do you think that'll ever happen, though? The automated working out? No. Because the people it's targeting are people who want to earn something. There's not many people who go to the gym and, and don't want to earn it. Really? Have you been to the gym ever? <laughs> yeah. People who take steroids still want to earn it. But they're, they're cheating. They are cheating. I agree. Yeah. But I, I just feel like the the working towards the goal would matter. Like, it would be so much less to just be able to do it autom- automatically. So what about people who are too lazy to earn it? People who have those gym memberships but never go. So a state-mandated workout regime? We all have jacked individuals? <laughs> well, it would be accessible to those people. But what about... You wouldn't, you wouldn't gain any coordination from it. No. You wouldn't gain any coordination from it, but you'd gain muscle size. <laughs> <laughs> you would look jacked, but you couldn't walk. <laughs> no, I don't think automated working out will ever happen in my lifetime or yours. Or Wait, mine's less than yours, so... Your lifetime's less than mine? Yeah, I don't think I'll live longer than you, so... Okay, yeah, I would probably agree with that. <laughs> my kids are the... I just think that the gym is a place for people who want to earn something, and doing it automatic is just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. There will be someone who, you know, like a for a movie or something that needs to be jacked, they'll do it. In a montage, of course. In, in a... <laughs> <laughs> that classic Rocky montage. <laughs> going into a freezer and beating your meat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about, uh, oh man, I just had something. School. Alright, I'm waiting for this one. Okay. Um, well, this kind of goes into human-machine interaction. Uh, what if there's just some way to force knowledge into your head? I can't conceive of the idea. I'd be hands down. That would happen. If it was possible, it would happen. Yeah. You might, I guess, maybe you'd probably have to have some sort of uh, machine integrated with your brain. Some sort of AI thing. How are your feelings on bionics? Ooh. We could talk about that forever. <laughs> what are we at? We're at 115. 120, almost. No, let's cut it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't write. We got over an hour? Yeah. We've been over an hour for a while now. Yeah. Well, 115 and 120, <laughs> I see that. About 20 minutes over an hour. <laughs> uh, well, I've, I think that's a wrap then. Yeah, I, I, I think we're, we, this is something we could touch on. Bionics is something we could touch on in the future. For sure. For sure. Can't. I'm so excited. Tune in later. <laughs> Leave that five-star review. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>